strip club song right here, John. I don't know why, but the ladies call on baby blue to stick and maybe I, maybe I need to branch out more, but I always find that strip clubs very rarely play a lot of hip hop. Uh, like it's like there's like strip club music. Depends on which one you go to. Yeah, but you're right. This one, uh, this is a this is a strip club banger. Yeah. Like I want to hear nothing but booty clapping bangers. Same. I imagine uh, a couple on this side of the bridge probably play a lot of uh, urban music. Like what? Uh, I think I follow a couple on Instagram. I think, uh, I don't know where Secrets is, but they seem to play their share of hip-hop. Poor Play, uh, formerly Vegas Showgirls. I I imagine there's a healthy diet of... There you go. Oh, wow. I think so. Uh, Thanks again to Billy the Phone Freak, not just for the first interview that we did... um, but the second one that we're about to do as well, um, killing it, Billy. I have to say, I was a very young kid when I became enthralled uh, by Kiss. Uh, and I am sure it happens to a lot of dudes in their 40s and 50s, maybe a little older, when you see this Japanese kabuki theater mixed with pyrotechnics mixed with glam rock you just go you know i'm like seven years old eight years old i'm going yes this this for the rest of my life i've been fascinated by them as a band for a long time i am also fascinated by the members themselves i had the great fortune of meeting and interviewing gene simmons at a sam adams summer jam up in boston about a decade or two ago and um, quite frankly, I've wanted to talk to Paul Stanley ever since, ever since I was a little kid. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to just push this button right here and we're going to speak to the other founding member of KISS. It is Paul Stanley. Hey, Paul, thanks a lot for joining us, man. It took a while. Let's let's get this going. It's been decades. <laughs> right? Like, like, Where have you been? What have you been doing? Just touring the world and not talking to me. Thanks a hell of a lot. I've been sitting at the phone going, when is the call coming? <laughs> well, here it is. Congratulations. And uh, and congratulations on decades. We're going on 50 years of KISS now. You met Unbelievable. Gene. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, like when you met, Unreal. you meet Gene Simmons in 1970 or so, and, and the two of you yeah. click and, and you decide you're going to start Wicked Lester, of course, which became <laughs> KISS. Did you have any freaking idea that decades later you would have carved out such an incredible life for yourself, Paul? Really? No, but yeah, you know, we have to put it in context at that point being famous or, or being in a big band meant if you were lucky, you'd have five years. There was no precedent for bands lasting decades. It hadn't happened yet because, um, Bands like the Beatles, what did they last, you know, eight years or whatever. Yeah. So all I was hoping for was five great years. And uh, that was when we were nobodies and, and struggling and, and um, rehearsing in a, in a dingy loft in New York City. But not only did we achieve what we set out to do, it became our lives. I mean... This has been more my life than anything else. Yeah, 
and and it all started with a couple of nice Jewish boys uh, up up in New York for crying out loud the the great Chaim Weitz and uh, and yourself and when we look at your upbringing and uh, I, I've heard you speak about it it's a, it was tough for you and and I asked this question to Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins when we talked to him because he had a really tough time as a kid too and so I'll ask you if you had been born into a different set of circumstances if you didn't feel ostracized if you didn't kind of feel like the loner do you still think you would have been a rock and roll star or do you think you might have taken up dad's business of selling furniture yeah look i i say to everybody look you know you you can't choose the cards that you're dealt but you're either going to live life as a victim or you're going to roll up your sleeves and and give yourself the life that you really deserve so um I'm a product of, of my upbringing and everything that happened. And we all are. Yeah. And you either use that to your benefit or you kind of wallow in it and uh, say, woe's me. The, the only person who suffers for you claiming to be a victim, and you might well have had a tough life, but the only person who suffers for it is you. It's a great point, Paul Stanley. By the way, Paul, a visual artist as well. Uh, you can go check out his stuff at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino uh, down south of us, Friday, February 3rd, uh, and then the Boca Raton Town Center Mall the next day, Saturday, February 4th. Uh, February 24th, if you feel like going up to Maryland or D.C., we're in Florida, but people travel, they do, Paul. Uh, Friday, February 24th from 7 to 9 as well the visual art seems to be a medium by which you can really express what's going on with you and i absolutely love the fact that perhaps people told you early in the game well you don't have an artist upbringing you don't have a degree you never took art classes how can you create paintings and visual arts and whatnot and you like me have a great disdain for people telling you what you can and cannot do and you've turned that into a brilliant art career well, let, let's, you know, without preaching, let's just have everybody remember that the people who tell you what's impossible are the ones who failed. You don't need those people. And you of all people, and I'm talking to everybody who's listening, don't, you got to be your own advocate, be your best friend. Don't be one of those people who's telling you what you can't do and what's impossible. Even if you want to paint, uh, you know, somebody's going to say, well, Somebody says to me, oh, I can't paint. I say, well, if you try to paint a bottle and it doesn't look like a bottle, does that mean it's no good? Don't work to other people's expectations. Do what you love. Do what you want to do. Life's too short. Don't, don't, uh, don't cower or don't be limited by other people's fears. That's theirs. You mentioned life is too short, and I got to watch you on Howie Mandel's podcast where I, I picked up your phrase QTR, quality time remaining. Yeah. And and, and yeah. I, I loved it, Paul, because it's something I had to go through a very rough tragedy last year. I have testicular cancer, and it, and it really changed mm. my viewpoint on a lot of things. It really made me realize the fragility of life, how fickle and fleeting this all is. And I started living outside myself, seeing how much I can do for other people and how I can share my perspective with them to get them to realize, my God, one day you might wake up and discover, oh my God, I've got this disease or I've got this condition or I've got whatever. And we are not guaranteed a tomorrow. So your QTR quality time remaining, man, that resonated, uh, that resonated into my veins, my man. 
Well, it, it, it really puts everything into perspective. You know, we don't know how long we have remaining. And we, we have to say, what do we want to do? And what is extraneous? What doesn't matter? And uh, until you face a life and death situation or until you lose people who you love, you, you probably don't realize how precious life is and how much time we waste on stuff that just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. When it comes down to it, it's, look, with the precious time that we have here, it's all about what we can do to make the world a better place, what we can teach our kids, and what we leave behind. You're absolutely right, and I love that you're a champion of humanity and the right way to live and empowering other people uh, to live their best life. John Senning, what do you have for our new friend, Paul Stanley? Paul, the Internet is full of all sorts of crazy things and rumors, and if you can confirm or deny this this rumor that I read, uh, in 82, after Ace uh, had, had left KISS, there was a period of time where Eddie Van Halen was starting to uh, be very sick of David Lee Roth, and supposedly there were some conversations mm. about him joining KISS. Uh, were you privy to those conversations, and how close did it come to reality? Okay, I can, I can only say I wasn't privy to any of that. Um, I did see Ed at the studio while we were doing Creatures of the Night, but um, the conversations that uh, you're talking about, I wasn't I wasn't privy to. I know that uh, Gene says that, and I don't really, honestly, I I can't verify or validate it. And um, certainly at this point, with with losing um, Ed, you know, just a, an icon, um, I. I I certainly am not the person to to verify it because I don't know. You mentioned Creatures of the Night, which struck something in my mind because you do the music for The Elder, which critics just had a field day with, fans, whatever they said, what they had to say. Can you talk to me about how it felt when first, you know, you're being accused of, of losing your way. Maybe you felt that personally, but then you come out with Creatures of the Night and the band kind of, not that you ever lost your footing, uh, but the band definitely uh, found its way back to the path of uh, of what Kiss well, is all about. Well, did we lose our footing? We got knocked off our eight-inch heels, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and, you know, and rightfully so. We, we kind of lost, we kind of lost focus on what we loved and why we loved it. We became complacent and we became more, concerned with what our so-called peers or other uh, performers or musicians uh, felt. We, we, we cared more about their opinions than our fans. We really got sidetracked. And uh, The Elder was just the, the final straw. I mean, and, and after that, when we realized how precious what we had was, we did Creatures of the Night, which really was a, a declaration of going back and, and really reaffirming who we are and what we believe in. Now, I can say that it wasn't that well received, and that's understandable in hindsight. Look, in essence, if you cheat on your spouse, you don't get to say, I'm sorry, and everything goes back to the, the way it was. Right. 
Yeah, you can't put that toothpaste you have to, back. No, you have to you have to earn somebody's confidence again, and uh, that took time. That took time, um, but here we are, yeah. fifty years on, and uh, hey, we're we're blessed. We're 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 blessed, but we've worked our asses off yeah. to maintain what we do and and to to do it to the best of our ability. Your 50-year anniversary of your first show is coming up next week. Uh, 50 years ago, you and Gene and, and Paul and, and our Peter and Ace, you step on stage for the first time at the Popcorn Club in Sunnyside, Queens. Mm. Can, can, can you reflect on that? Do you have memories of that first show where you guys got on stage, Paul? Totally, totally. Um, I have a very, very keen and sharp memory some things I should forget, but I don't. Um, that first show, we went down to the basement of, of the club, which was called Popcorn, and, and quickly changed over to Coventry and uh, got made up down there um, and then went upstairs. There was nobody in the club, nobody, just a few of our friends. at We probably had two tables and... A bartender. He was one of the people there. <laughs> but we played Strutter, oh. Black Diamond, oh. Firehouse. We played all those songs. That was that was our set list. The set list that uh, we were playing on the first tour, the second tour, with the albums out. That's that's what we were doing. We we were doing uh, hundred thousand years. Uh, oh. Like I said, uh, those songs watching so you. I, yeah, I would turn that one that loud stuff. because you said bitch and you were like must have been and I was a little kid and any song with profanity was me and you're like must have been and I like, bitch when I'm gone that was a yeah bitch okay. <laughs> yeah yeah um, so uh, yeah yes I, I remember that that well good uh, as a kid and a card carrying member of the Kiss Army for crying out loud it would irritate the living snot out of me when people would make satanic allegations. I had a, a PE coach in third grade who tried to make me turn my Kiss t-shirt inside out because he's a Bible-thumping zealot who said that they were in the service of Satan and, I, and I'm in public school. And I'm like, no, you can't make me turn my shirt inside out. This is my favorite rock band on the planet. How did that affect you guys at the time? Or were you so insulated that those rumors never met your makeup-clad ears? Oh, I was shocked. I mean, I laughed a lot. But the truth is, we were in good company. First of all, Elvis and all the greats were considered to be playing devil's music. That was just, that was a compliment because, quite honestly, rock and roll was feared by a certain segment of the population. Um, and truly, I have to say that historically, we always find that the Bible thumpers who point fingers are usually the people who wind up. Uh, in a cheap hotel with somebody uh, that they don't belong with. So it's uh, the the person who's pointing the finger is usually the person who we have to look at. So thankfully, most people didn't buy into that whole satanic thing. And, and uh, it was nonsense. Um, there's always a difference between high energy and destruction. We've never been... A, a, a negative or destructive force. We've always been an empowering force. We've always told people, you can. Yes, you can do. 
you know, what you desire to do and um, self-empowerment will get you where you want to go. Maybe that's frightening to people who cower and uh, toe the line. But there are people out there who I believe everybody needs a cheerleader and everybody needs somebody in their corner. And I'm happy to be that person. I love that about you. Paul Stanley will be appearing at all these showings, the Wentworth Gallery at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, not the one here in Tampa, but the one south of us in Davie on Friday, February 5th, 7 to 9, Saturday, February 4th from 6 to 8 in Boca Raton Town Center Mall. I wish I had known back then, Paul, uh, that we shared Jewish heritage because it would have made my mom a lot more inclined to accept my love of KISS uh, my mom, uh, a Jewish woman from Brooklyn, had I known then that my two favorite founding members, Gene and Paul, were members of the tribe, I would have been able to whip that one out with my KISS Army membership card and go, Mom, they're Jewish like us. And hopefully she she wouldn't have said, they're infiltrators. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, uh, we seem to be amplifying anti-Semitic voices now more than ever before. And it's kind of disgusting that the media does this. I'd love to get your thoughts on the rampant rise of anti-Semitism or has it been this way all along and we're hearing about it and reading about it more because of social media, in your opinion? Look, I'm, I, I am a hundred percent against the whole idea of people not being able to live their lives as they choose, as long as they're not hurting somebody else. And um, religious freedom and bigotry based on uh, either religion or nationality or skin color, it's heinous. I mean, it's just the worst. And I think that uh, anti-Semitism is something that is historically noted from the beginning of time pretty much so uh unfortunately we're you know as a member of of uh, the jewish community we are one of those groups that tends to be um, persecuted and targeted and blamed for other people's shortcomings and uh um everybody doesn't love a winner some people point to somebody who does better than them and finds all kinds of reasons to to blame it on something other than their tenacity their work ethic and their hard work and but that said again the whole idea that people are trying to be taught tolerance, I think we should all be taught acceptance. We should accept each other's differences and respect them. Yeah, I totally agree. Paul Stanley from KISS joins us. And um, back in the day, the only shot you could get of these guys without their makeup was in like a Cream magazine or a Hit Parader magazine. And they'd have like the top of Gene's head and that's all you could see or maybe Paul's chin. Did you? I always wondered this as a kid. Like you, you got to leave your house uh, sooner or later, Paul. And and did you, were you ever like you know walking down Broadway or Fifth Avenue or something? And someone's like, "Oh my God, it's Paul without his makeup." They wouldn't talk like that up there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it was interesting because I think for the most part, people didn't expect to see us. And, um, <laughs> but then again, I was wearing basically the same kind of boots in my everyday life. And, and, uh, I certainly didn't look like a, a surgeon. So I think a lot of times you'd walk down the street and people would say, well, he's either a member of kiss or the circus is in town. <laughs> uh, Paul Stanley from kiss joins us. One of the two founding members. Uh, my friend John over there is a huge fan of insane clown posse. <laughs> Uh, they also wear makeup, and uh, he didn't have the, the guts to ask you how you felt about those clowns, uh, but I certainly will. Are you aware of Insane Clown Posse, and uh, what are your thoughts? Well, we, we know the old adage, and that said, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So um, I, I don't see anything wrong with anyone um, either imitating us or taking something that uh, we have and, and, and running with it. it. It's ultimately up to the public to decide what's good and bad. And, and uh, that not only goes for music, that goes for art and everything else. The idea that somebody will come to uh, one of my gallery shows and say, I don't know anything about art, but I go, hold on a second. What makes you think that you need to know anything about art? Your opinion is valid because it's your opinion. If you feel a certain way, that's all that matters. The person who's telling you that you need an educated opinion is the person who's educated and is getting paid to tell you their point of view. You don't need them. Um, good food, you swallow. Bad food, you spit out. You don't need anybody to tell you what good food is. If you're a vegetarian, what do you care what, what a, a carnivore, somebody who's eating a steak tells you? It's all the same. It's all about you. And it's all about you deciding what you like. And if it's a certain kind of music, you don't need to justify it. And if it's a certain kind of art, you don't need to explain it. Is the secret sauce the music? Because when you look at other people that have come through music and tried to bring the theatrics and to the level that you guys have, uh, they always seem to fall flat. Is it just that nobody has tried to bring all of that with the high-level music that we haven't seen anybody truly follow in the footsteps of Kiss? Ultimately, it's going to come down to music. You can dress it up any way you want, but... Um, a crap band with a big stage show is still a crap band. <laughs> so you don't last this long without a rock and roll all night, a, a love gun shouted out loud, a Detroit rock city, a God of thunder, whether or not it's everybody's taste, I could care less, but it's ultimately the music that is the foundation. And what we built on it is uh, a magnificent monument. <laughs> Is it ever, my man? And and I want to thank you, not just for the time, uh, but for the joy that you've brought me through your music and for using your position to really be a proponent of humanity, to empower people to be their best selves and to realize how short our time is here and how we should really enjoy things. I know that you worked with a charity uh, for children uh, because of, of your microtia. Uh, you, you probably, undoubtedly, uh, comforted those kids and inspired those kids to know that you, like you said, you can't control the hand that you were dealt, 
but what you can control is how you allow it to affect your life. And I, and I know that you had such an impact on so many kids uh, from working with a charity like that, Paul. Yeah, I, uh, without preaching, there are people who go, hey, this isn't fair. And I go, life isn't fair. The playing field isn't, isn't level. But that extra hard work to get where you want to go will pay off. It, it will make a life for you that you'll, you love and deserve. Um, is it tougher for some people than others? Absolutely. But what's, your, what's the alternative? Moping around and, and, you know, and, and pitying yourself? Life's too short for that. It is, Paul. Uh, make sure if you're in South Florida, go check out the Wentworth Gallery at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino down in Davie, Friday, February 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. to meet Paul, Saturday, February 4th, 6 to 8. I hope if you find yourself in Tampa that we can make some time and sit down and kvetch and cavell a little bit. You're, you're a hell of a guy, Paul Stanley, and it certainly was a pleasure getting to know you over these 25 minutes. Well, I, I know that you you know the value of life and... and uh, you know, I commend you on uh, getting through what you've been through, and, and um, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Thank you. That means a lot, my man. I hope we catch up soon, and uh, continued success to you, sir. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. I, I just quit. What about what an that's, hour? That's it. What an hour? That's it. If you, if you listen to the last hour of this radio program and you don't have the biggest radio throbber right now, then just go listen to other stuff for the rest of your life, because... It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't get any better. Hell of a connection too. Really. Oh, what a, oh, what a connection. Yeah, he was born with no ear canal in his left ear, and his his ear itself was like one twentieth of what an ear. I didn't want to do that. Like, yeah. You know. Well, I liked how you get that. Well, you said you said your painted ears. I like how you got that shot, oh, that shot in there. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but he uh, he had reconstructive surgery where they took cartilage from his rib cage and and made him an ear and and he used that uh, as an opportunity to talk to kids who had uh, who had disfigurement and to inspire them to be their best self. What a man! You talk about not knowing like what's behind the mask. You know what I mean? Like you see that dude on stage as a star child. He's he's over the top. He's flamboyant as hell. You have no idea that lurking underneath that, uh, you got a, you got here. Here's this guy. Do a little Jacob's Jukebox Jeopardy. Let's do it, baby. 727-579-1025. Thanks again to Billy the Phone Freak. Thanks to Gene's people. I'm Paul's people. Thanks to Mike Tyson's people. Thanks to all people everywhere. Anywhere back yet on Mike coming in studio? Bill's working on it. All right. We'll be right back with Jacob's Jukebox Jeopardy. Live on 102.5 The Bone. Horns up, Bone fam. The 
USF Bulls are now running with 102.5 The Bone. University of South Florida Bulls. Football games right here on The Bone. Real Raw Radio. And now, another Bone Traffic Update from the Safe Touch Security Traffic Center. Traffic brought to you by Direct Auto Insurance. Breezy conditions presently, so drive cautiously on those bridges. Meanwhile, in Hillsborough, we had an earlier accident southbound 275 as you approach Flora, Nebraska. That looks to be off to the shoulder, so you should be good there. And the only slowdown really is that bottleneck at the tail end of the northbound lanes of the Howard Franklin. Direct Auto Insurance is for uncompromisers with a super low down payment. You could stop compromising and keep driving. Get a free quote at directauto.com. Down payments vary does not mean savings. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. This is Eric at the Safe Touch Security Traffic Center. Brisket is back at Wawa, which means you could get a savory barbecue brisket sandwich or a creamy barbecue brisket mac and cheese bowl. Or you could get both on Wawa's new barbecue brisket mac and cheese panini. Your two favorites melted between perfectly toasty bread. It's the best of both worlds. A double whammy. A toast of two favorites. Brisket is back and better than ever at Wawa. Try it in a sandwich, bowl, or a panini. Gotta have a Wawa. Sig Sauer fans, listen up. Shark Coast Tactical is offering a great deal on the Sig Sauer 365 X-Tac Pack. The 365 that everyone loves and what many will argue is the best concealed carry firearm around. And with this deal, you get the extra mags, the optic cut, night sights, and a holster, all for what would be an amazing price just for the gun itself. It's the best deal in the country, and it's only happening at Shark Coast Tactical, but you gotta hurry because it's only while supplies last, which means it'll be a limited time. The shop is open, slinging freedom daily from 10 to 6 to close on Sunday and open online 24-7 where you can order and then just show up at the shop and pick it up. It is Shark Coast Tactical on Bee Ridge Road in Sarasota. Look for them on social media. Tell them you heard about it on this show. Save time and money with the aluminum fence in a box from Fence Outlet. It comes with everything you need to easily install it yourself with zero down and zero percent financing. Go to fenceoutlet.com today for more information and store locations. License number C-10252 and C-10803. Unexpected expenses don't exactly come with an installment plan. What if they could? 